0: That customer's willing to leave their dog with me all year and prep for these national events, and and trust that that I can get them through it. Man, that that's that's it's it's a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of something to be proud of. Right. You know, I want to make them proud.
1: Right. And my people mean something to me also, yeah, I, I'm not just a dog. I'm not. Hey Adam, before we get started, let's don't forget to mention our sponsors. Yeah, the guys who helped bring this podcast. We couldn't do it without them. Yes, we could, but it makes it a lot easier, you know? That's right. Shin gear. Waterfowl equipment that's built better. Made by waterfowlers for waterfowlers. Go get you some shin gear. Miss Melissa at Duck Dog Clothing. For all your Duck Dog Clothing needs, podcast gear, check out Melissa, our website at Duck Dog Clothing. Dropbox, go in, buy a t-shirt or hat, supports us. We appreciate it. Don't forget your wet mud mats and your Kong bumpers. And if you're not Kong, Jim, you're wrong. Soggy Dog Gear, SoggyDoggear.com. Oh Doug over there at Soggy Dog. He's a dog man. For all your dog training equipment, he's got it there. Go to SoggyDoggear.com. Be sure on your flat collars to use the discount code the doghouse to get your discount on your flat collars. GNG Motors. Columbia, Kentucky. See Chaz Giles for all your large, small, new and used tractors. Chaz Giles at GNG Motors, Columbia, Kentucky. Guys, don't forget to check out Tetra, the hearing system that works. Tetra, hear the hunt. Hear the hunt. The Sullivan family has been with us a long time, guys. It's no longer Sullivan Motors. It's Sullivan Kirk Automotive, Sullivan Kirk outfitters for your lift kits and et cetera et cetera also new and used vehicles those guys have supported us a long time we appreciate it if you support them All right, everybody welcome back to another episode of the doghouse my man Jimmy Rogers is on vacation and um had an opportunity to sit down with our buddy Brett Copeland, so um I'm gonna do a little personal interview with Brett tonight so how you doing brother?
0: I'm good man good. it's been a long day, but we are uh we're we're in the thick of it, so
1: in the thick of it um for everybody that may be new to the show, you've been on a couple of two or three times, but um just kind of um give everybody a rundown of who you are you know and and why you're important to me and jimmy and all that stuff
0: so i have been um working at Webfooted kennel since i was 18 i'm 33 now Uh, i've done anywhere from weed eating and mulching to throwing birds to now you know going through the hunt test game and master dogs and grand dogs and things like that got to become a pretty big part of the business and it's been a very enjoyable enjoyable ride so um me and Adam and Jimmy and Tyler, we've been big buddies for a long time. I met Adam. You remember it was years ago. You were running old uh, Mark and Molly at Tennessee River. No, oh, old
1: oh, half breed.
0: You had the old the old chassis mount that was in kilometers.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You were still teaching school at that time, and yeah, uh, you,
1: you had just, that uh, beige Ford. You know, sixteen hole chassis box. You know, a sticks
0: shift. Boy, that sucker would. A- roll black coat that
1: old jassy box that old truck i had it was, it was speed arms and kilometers and like i'd be a hundred kilometers is right around 60 miles per hour and uh people would be riding with me and they'd look over there and i just catch them looking i say it's so much smooth a 100 <laughs> and it hops with that dog box and all and be like man i can't believe we're doing 100 and i said yeah just sit back and relax it's all good
0: <laughs> uh man those are you know when you think about what we do today and how busy we are and and you know we don't get to see as much as of each other as we used to, and those were the good days. Oh yeah, those were the good days. <laughs>
1: yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, you know, and we talk essentially every day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, in some form or fashion. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, we all got families of our own, and and um, and you know, businesses to run, and dogs to train, and people to make happy. Essentially, and. Mm-hmm and it the list is pretty long so but I can tell you that there's four or five people I talk to on a on a daily basis and and you know you and Tyler and Jimmy and Kevin I mean that's that's basically the my elite five that I talk to Lil Al Little Al Little Al and then of course you know I I spend obviously a lot of time with Scott Harp you know we we train together every other day and right and uh so there's a circle there but I hope it. I hope y'all never go away. Y'all may get tired of me one day.
1: <laughs> I'm going to let you hang around a little bit longer anyway.
0: It gets old hanging with a bunch of old guys, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, oh, hanging around a bunch of old guys. Shit, mm-hmm. I'm old. I ain't. I ain't debating that.
0: Age is wisdom. I ain't learned a whole lot though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, long in the tooth is what I like to say. That's right. That's right. Um, so where do you want to go with this saying? And I got a couple of things in my mind. And, and, and one of them being your approach to force fetch versus mine. Okay. <laughs> Pause.
0: You, you want to shoot it?
1: So we end up in the same spot. We go about it totally different manner that's right um i go through an ear pinch process do some toe hitch i'll go all the way through the ground pinching ears before i ever use a collar yeah and you start right out with a collar
0: i try to you know i would say you know it's a it's a it's a process right but you know it all starts kind of in the collar conditioning and the obedience and and i'll then put the dog on the table pretty early um you know maybe two two and a half weeks after having the dog if i can get him to sit up there and be still teach the dog to hold you know i go through a pretty extensive three four day hold where they're you know chained up where they can't move then i'm moving them up and down an eight foot table and then i'm having them jump on and off that table so the force fetch table is about three foot tall okay so um you know, once they're holding it on and off that, you know, you kinda come out and walk around, they're hold it, jump up there. Then they're so accustomed to having that thing in their mouth and it being such a great I don't even know the word for it, what I'm trying to say there, but such a positive reaction, right, to have the right. bumper. You know, you just add a little bit of collar in there and the next thing you know, they're moving around the table, you're giving some collar pressure for um, not fetching. It it's it's super indirect. When, when we're doing that But that leads into our You know Force to pile Or casting Or blah 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 But
1: Right I, I'm gonna I'm gonna um Backtrack a little bit Okay Go back to your hold Yep Alright so how What What methods do you use To get them to hold it so well In three or four days To get on and off the table I mean do you just Pick it back up And put it in your mouth And say okay little guy You're supposed to hold on to it When you hop up here Or is there some form of
0: there, there's know, not a
1: reinforcement onto it or
0: there's there's really not not with the collar just yet at that point you know I mean it is a lot of uh, attrition I mean mm-hmm. it's a lot of they drop it you know you may put a little pressure on their lip with their teeth you know um, in your typical hold process um, but you know you start small and, and, and work your way out through the session of, of holding it and I always have an idea in my mind of where I want to get that day right mm-hmm. whether that's you know, everybody always asks me, "You know how long do you work each dog every day i d-
1: I don't know there's not a number I, I don't mean, I get, know getting asked that question all the time, yeah,
0: you know I mean, a master dog may get a fifteen minute set, um an obedience dog may get five minutes and six retrieves, and that's it. It takes me you know um, so I, I always look at it as almost an assembly line, you know we know monthly or really even broke down to weekly what we're looking to get out of that dog in that time frame, so I know when I when I put that dog on the table, you know, on its first day, I really want the dog to be able to sit there on a short chain where it can't weasel around, hold the bumper for an extended period of time with me, even you know, bouncing on it with my finger. Day one, day one, come on, yeah. And then and then day two, you know, depending on how day one went, you know, we may start there and kind of work on that for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. kind of guide them around on the on the table, and you know, don't. Every time I give advice it's it's a hundred percent what I've found works for me, right? right.
1: And it's a hundred percent relative to that dog. A hundred percent. I
0: mean some dogs I mean, you've had dogs that, that in a week's time they're they're already going through walk and fetch, you know? Just a just a very intelligent, uh pressure sensitive, smart dog, whatever you want to call it. And then you've had some, it's taken two months to get to that point, mm-hmm. right? Once the ball starts rolling in my method, it rolls very quickly, and I love that because I can go on, get away from that table, get back out, you know, out in the field doing some forced to pile, walk and fetch, ladder drills, you know, whatever. Uh, the quicker I can get away from the table, the better, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we, you know, a lot of clients like to come and see their dogs on a monthly basis, some of them on a weekly basis, whatever, and that's not my favorite spot to show, a dog up on the table doing force fetch
1: yeah that's not fun you
0: know so the quicker i can get out of that and and tell someone hey we're rolling pretty quick and then we you know go on from there but that's just the way i do it i'm not saying that i will never ear pinch again or i haven't ear pinched recently just to get a little bit of grab out of a dog but if i can i'm gonna go straight collar and i've been doing it that way for a pretty quite good some long. time yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah we, we've, we've debated over this before yeah you know? i mean just Kicking ideas around, yeah. bouncing, yeah. you know, certain things off one another. Yeah. So,
0: it's always evolving. Yeah. For sure.
1: 100%. So and what's
0: your what's your method?
1: Um, I, I put them up there, and then I start out with um, – I put a glove on and put my hand in their mouth and, you know, get them to quit squirming and fighting and quit pushing with their tongue, and they have to hold my hand. All right, then I might go to a paint roller or a wood dowel. yeah, Get them to hold it. You know, when I get them where they're holding it and moving up down the table a little bit, I'll start, you know, forcing them with, with the ear pinch. Yeah. Then I, I ear pinch them all up and down the table. Then I go outside and ear pinch outside. Yeah. And then I call a condition.
0: So you don't call a condition in obedience?
1: No. Really? No, I do obedience. This is a perfect world. There's yeah. Sometimes you can't catch them. As so, you know, you got a collar conditioner. There ain't no doubt so, about that. In a perfect world, I'll I'll back up. I'll stop. I may go out and force fetch a little bit, then go out and do a little bit of collar conditioning. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, over a week or so, I'll get through teaching them how to respond to the collar on their obedience that they've already learned. That's right. And then at this point, they're going through walk and fetch, and I can pinch them and they're getting it pretty good. I put some back pressure onto them and they're digging into it with the ear pinch, then I'll go I'll I'll go back to the table and introduce the collar inside. So, and what I do there, I go outside, I may do 2 minutes of collar condition to sit. Then I'll run inside and put them up on the table. I just go refresh their mind. This is how you respond to the collar. Then I go inside and I'll, I'll put them up on the table and then I'll, you know, constant pressure. Yeah, just like pinching the ear. Right. And a lot of times I'll go with the the toe pinch simultaneously as I introduce the collar. Then I'll just drop the string, and then next thing you know, your yeah. collar fetching pop, pop,
0: pop. I got very limited experience with with the toe pinch. I've had to do it on a couple that were you know a little bit tougher than, than normal. But really and truly, on the timeline wise, it's just because I collar condition earlier is how I can go straight into collar.
1: Right, right, and, and I see I see the whole point, and yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. In the world Right But I definitely uh, And the, I like to do it that way Yeah Absolutely um, You call it old school Or whatever you want to do But that's just what I do Yeah I mean it's worked well for me Just like what you do Has worked well for you That's right That's right and I think what you do Might possibly go a little faster Than what I do
0: It does I mean it. it man I just I just got tired Of bending over 32 <laughs> times a day Per dog Old back ain't what it used to be.
1: Yeah, been I've been eating good too, and that kind of that kind of don't help you things look either. Great, though I mean, oh man, thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Well, about as good as three hundred pounds can look, I reckon. Twisted steel, sex appeal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! Oh, all right, I just wanted to kind of
1: touch on that, yeah, man. For sure, and we've we've talked about it through the years, and there's always different ways to skin a cat, and and for people to have an open mind.
0: Absolutely. I think what I've learned is, especially in the past couple of years, is if you're not evolving with the game, you're 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 really getting left behind, right? Right. I mean, I see, you know, guys that's been doing this thing for for a long, long time, man, and and their dogs look the same year in, year out, year in, year out. That's perfectly fine, right? I mean, they're they're getting success, they're they're doing what they need to do, but. As the dogs get better, the tests get harder. Right. right? I mean, they have to, right? I mean, no no judge, honestly, they may say, hey, look, we want to pass them all. And then there may be some out there. Mm-hmm. But the standard still has to be held, you know. So, as the dogs get better, the, the tests get harder. And, and and I think you have to evolve to that.
1: Right. And there was probably a point in time when if your dog climbed out on a down-the-shore water blind, there wasn't a chance in hell we were going to get him back in. Correct. And now we're casting him to the shore. Just
0: like the water blind we ran today in the second, you know. Um, I mean, you know, a little chip shot right there, go over the point, dig in that back little channel and come out for the bird. I mean, that holding blind right there on the left, you would have thought six, seven, eight years ago, I mean, there have been people sending the shore giving big overs just hoping to get there. You know, mm-hmm. now a lot of them dogs just slice right in there like they're supposed to. Yeah. So –
1: yeah, that was that was a that was a kind of a tough picture for me to get because it was right over the top of a mark. You throw one mark on a point, and you had to slice to that point, yep. get on that point, and back off, swim yep. a little piece, and go to the next point. Where the bear I, was. I'm
0: nervous, really, about the next five, six, seven, eight years because I don't I don't know if I'm quite good enough to keep keep getting better.
1: Ain't <laughs> smart enough to keep getting better. <laughs> I feel like I'm about maxed out. <laughs> You know what I mean? All we can do is keep trying, old buddy. <laughs> uh, ain't no doubt. So, all right, we have the Grand Looming and the Master National Looming. Our big national events, fall events, are, are laying in the wait, and they're coming. Okay? So, I kind of just wanted to get some of your thoughts on how do you prepare for the Grand? You know, what... What are what are what are you looking for, you know, as far as what what goes on in your mind when you start thinking about preparing for the grand?
0: Man, so I start off with I believe the grand is a very well-structured, very highly thought of part of our game, right? So mm-hmm. it's always been a humongous goal of mine since I first started to to have even just a little bit of success there. I haven't ran a lot of grands. I think I've ran, I don't know, five or six. I'm getting to run them a little bit more consistently now. And the big deal for me is, is you know, uh, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, is, is you're really training for the grand all year, right? I mean, you're, you're running marks. You're trying to make them better on blinds. You're looking for direction change, all you're, that good stuff. You're definitely
1: thinking about it year-round. But
0: there's really a, you know, eight – Six, eight, ten—really, eight to ten-week process that you really narrow down. You know, these are the dogs that are going. Okay, no question. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the year, when we have those dogs in training, we're trying to make mental notes or even mm-hmm. handwritten notes on what those dogs need addressed. Right, the strengths dogs, and weaknesses, correct. Kind of type. Deal. Not turning good at the bucket, not walking to the bucket at at a. Very control. comfortable control pace, and the big thing that that I really try to get through to the dogs over the next eight weeks is you've got to go where you look, right? right? So, what so we talked about the the tests keep getting harder and things like that, and I think to create the separation at the grand and 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 keep that thing meaning what it means. The grand committee and the, the judges that are selected, they've gotten very good at at placing birds that a dog really, really needs to be focused on seeing, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's just be honest, it don't matter how you prep for that. If it's hard to see, there's a lot of luck that goes into it's it. It's hard to see. It's hard to see. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're, when we're on the daily grind of the grand prep, we always try to have a bird in there that that is somewhat hard to see and and they're only successful if they go the way we're sending right whether that's a piece of water piece of cover down a tree line you know whatever that's looking for Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing is marking with the gun trusting that you know it's out there because that's where i'm shooting looking past the short guns you know really trying to pick out that bird you know a a a hen mallard at 180 yards down the tree line,
1: with no sound good or nothing. Lord have mercy! I right? just got to be looking. Yeah, so
0: you know that that's what we look for, and, and you know there's things about the Grand that I've noticed over the past couple of years that that I've got to run it. Is you know there's in every test there's one bird that seems like is the killer. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's always a good water blind. You know, there's always that mark that everybody's talking about that, you know, can't get, can't do this. It's just, it's just marks and blinds, is what they say.
1: Right. Right. So I had a few, few things I wanted to ask you pertaining to that. And you kind of touched on some of that, but let's dive back into it. Okay. All right. So what are you looking for in a dog that, what, what dog fits that mold, that grand dog that, that you're looking to take? All right. So you got, X amount of dogs to choose from. What exactly are you? What's your desirables on traits? And of course, you want them to be able to mark.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you want one that can mark. You you really want a team player, okay? Mm-hmm. And you you need a dog that's not afraid to go out there for that big bird and, right. and hunt with for some it. guts. Yeah, I mean, they mm-hmm. they really need some guts. When I'm looking at a crew of dogs that that I want to take to the Grand, and I think you know, obviously, you want to take the ones that have the best shots. You're running twelve marks, and you're running four blinds in a in a four day span, right? right.
1: Don't seem that hard, does it? It doesn't, <laughs>
0: and, and and but when you look at ratios, right? You're so you're twelve marks, four blinds that hold the same value. I mean, you can handle on a mark, and it's a weak handle. You out, right? Mm-hmm. You can mop up that triple as clean as as anybody, and go out on the blind. I mean dude there's there's just no there's no room for bobbles. Okay. Right. So so you have to have a dog that has the guts to want to go find the big birds, that's compliant enough to work with you to see the long birds, and that's also compliant enough to just, just work with you and steer around on the blinds, um, you know, to get where they need to be. Right.
1: And that's that's a lot to ask. That's a lot. Uh, it takes a pretty special animal right there to do that. It does. It does. In my opinion, it, it really does.
0: And we call them the <clears> grand <throat> gods, you know, but there's some old dogs you take and you're thinking, man, I ain't got a chance. Mm-hmm. That's a girl pass, you know. <laughs> and then you got a four time grand champion goes out in the first, you know. So you really, it happens every year. You don't ever know.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't ever know. All right, so you touched on your marks that you like them that may be kind of hard to pick out out there. They're they're long. They're one hundred eighty, two hundred yards. No, no sound getters. What what else are you looking for by way of bird placements and and, and your pre training and 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 blind placement also? You know, because I know at the national there's there's been years where you couldn't hardly line a blind. Yep, it's always something in the way. Mm-hmm. And I I, I practice for that. Yep,
0: yep man i would say blind wise what i've learned is at the grand that they're very very good at picking blinds that are hard to finish mm-hmm. right maybe tucked up in a little little tree line in a little way you know the water blinds are typically just hard to get to they're not super hard to finish i'm not saying none of them are mm-hmm. but they typically are just very well placed to get to you know mark and wise and i've seen marks thrown in a in a 25 yard circle you know but the furthest bird was 40 yards mm-hmm. you know on a little water test and then i've seen them spread out at at 312 and and nine with the big bird out there at 180 and so i think that the biggest deal on the grand is if you think you're ready keep training keep training really i don't think you can get too comfortable with that at all
1: right when when you throw in your marks for your granddad, are there, are there times when you have multiple guns out in the field? And there are there times where you just throw marks off the bike, and let them go, mark a bird, and it's kind of you know one mark may not influence the other, and you don't have to run past short guns. Just just a mark, there it is, go get it,
0: man. I, I'm a multiple guy. I love to see a dog have some memory to him, right? Um, you know, we're we're blessed in the fact that we have bird boys every day. At least one, and and even if we do have one, we'll try to have a a few little poison birds in there to to stretch some memory, you know. Another thing that that in our instance, using Bird Boys every day, we have to get a winger out, okay? As as bad as we all hate them, mm. those dogs have to to get comfortable not seeing Ooh, my Johnny. man Donnie out there, you know. With his white ball cap, throwing me one down the tree line, right? They have to get used to the sound of the winger, the whatever, you know, because all the guns at the grand are are invisible, right? They mm-hmm. they do a great job at cutting a bunch of brush and making it look like a big, you know, burning brush pile out there. They put a lot of work into it. They really do. So so the the winger is a very big deal for us. But I am a memory bird guy. There's it's it's always a multiple,
1: right? Do you do any specific drills leading into that 6-8 week period, you know, like I know it kind of every day is a drill for us, you yeah. know?
0: Right. What in the field? I really don't, man. I, I try to I try to get it all done in the set, you know. But I mean there's there's so much can be overlooked. And when I say that, I I know that 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 doesn't mean a lot to everybody, but like, you know, setting up your holding blind 15 yards behind the the bucket. 12 yards, whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? Putting a tent up. We don't, we don't put a tent up every day. That's just an extra step that, that slows us down. Right. But yeah. during that time we try to put one up. Yeah. The dog is out there a hundred yards and it's looking back up into the tree line. There's a big camo tent there and you're in front of it trying to cast, you know, yeah. I try to wear my KW one that I'm going to wear in the grand. So they get very, very used to seeing that. Mm-hmm you know but like i said walking to the bucket turning at the bucket moving with you you know not getting not getting to the point where they're too self self arrogant right there to to know where the birds are they really need to watch the birds from the from the air to the ground and then like i said earlier man you know you just have to address those little things i i have a dog named blue that i really really like and and he's a very strong marker right He, Mm he he can find them pretty good but he's not a great blind runner, right? So with him, every day, every day I was looking for change of directions. Didn't matter if I was anywhere close to the blind. But if I said go left, I need you to go left, right? Mm-hmm. I need you to go right, I need you to go right. Well, then I come up with Timber. She's a poor initial line, right? So I really want her to dial in and line the blind, you know. And so, so it was, if I could say to the individual person getting ready for the grand is one, get in a group. You can't do it by yourself.
1: Right. You can't.
0: I mean, I've been very blessed to to join a group that with with Chris Aiken and Chris Jobman and Rhett Riddle and Eric Teason and all those guys do it different. Right. It's unbelievable. Right. Rhett, he tries to keep low stress. If you got a big triple and a double blind, he may run a double. He may run that single out there. And he may not even run a blind. He don't want his dog stressed out going into the grand mm-hmm. me i'm i'm dead on them all the way till we start right but when you get to see different guys doing those different things you know or delayed triple or i'm gonna do this single and then i'm gonna do you know whatever the group is what makes it pre-training mm-hmm. okay i'm not saying you can't individually train you know up into to the grand and whatnot but man having that having that added experience of somebody there with a different opinion helps a ton absolutely helps a ton
1: what about how uh, your mental approach going into it you know how where do you want your mind mentally
0: so <clears throat> my, my daughter hadley she she plays uh travel softball and she she loves it as much as you know we love these dogs and i always tell her before the game listen honey you don't have to get ready if you stay ready you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, "I know, daddy. I'm, a, you know, it's going to be it's going to be good." And that's just kind of my mentality. Right. I I am a a overthinker of mm-hmm. everything. Um that's just that's just what I do. But as I stated before, I think when you get comfortable, I think that's when it comes to to sneak up in on you, you know. Right. If you have that dog that's been killing it in training, you know, and you're just you just walk up there and you're like, "Hey, I hope everybody's watching this." crash and burn crash right? and burn but you walk up there with old blue and in the back of your mind you're like he's got to change direction guess yeah. what you're gonna get him to change direction yeah and I think I think that's a mental mindset for me you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable that's right you know cause it is pins and needles up there and I don't know that that I don't know that that anxiety portion of, of the grand will ever go away from me and if it does I might as well do something different Right. that's a big part to me
1: I feel like at the Master National, I have that feeling at first, but I feel like I settle in and it's yeah. not as strong Yeah, as we get going. Is it, does your is that feeling weaken for you as it goes throughout the ground or does it just get stronger, closer to the end? It really
0: get- gets worse because the upland is ten times worse than, right. you know. But, no, I really don't – even at night when we get back and you're kind of recapping the day and everybody's relaxing and whatnot, you know, you – you think about that dog that may have went in there and hunted real good for the bird, and you let it get five yards out of the area before you handled it. Before you handle, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, well, what's going to happen in the third series, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard it's a bloodbath, you know, because everybody's mm-hmm. always like, "Oh man, it's so hard." Dude. Oh, I know. Everybody's you always can't talking. get this, and you're just like, "Shut up!" Like i have to go one series at a time right yeah. i just want to make it to your series at this point yeah who cares who cares mm. Avery water man that that those birds man they, you just can't find them you say, okay that's my fourth we're only in the second <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean I hope i got one or two left absolutely so so no it, it it doesn't go away for me and and you know the master national you, you can touch on that because this will be my first year running it but you know those are my thoughts on the grand I, it's it's very very enjoyable and it's very rewarding to get a big green ribbon honestly mm-hmm. i think I think if you get that, you've earned it i don't I think there's very little luck involved in that so and that that's what makes it so
1: so proud to get right I guess the only luck that you theoretically could say is your time of the day do, are you, and weather. do you run when there's a good favorable wind
0: yeah sunshine and is cloudy the sun,
1: is the sun hitting right you there's
0: know. nothing worse than than walking up there and being in the holding blind when it's sunny and by the time you walk out a tsunami's coming through yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. that happened to red at natchez and it was a big beautiful day. As winds blowing dogs are going out getting marks They're lining blinds and everybody's like woo 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 and Rhett sent him in the holding blind, and, and, man, this this storm absolutely come out of nowhere. And he's up there running his dog, Crown. And, and man, it hit. And Crown, Crown, did he did a fine job. Well, they called, you know, a lightning delay while he was there. So, he had sat on the honor bucket over there for, like, I think it was, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Oh. And... And you just had to know Rhett, and you'd have to know Crown. It 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 wasn't that big a deal to Crown, but it was a humongous deal to Rhett. Really. And um, and so, but anyways, you know that group of guys, uh, Rhett and Chris and Eric, and, you know everybody's pulling for one another, mm-hmm. and that that helps, that helps out quite a bit. Yeah.
1: And I, I John, you've been overthinker. I don't think I'm an overthinker.
0: I have to wear the same thing every day, so I take that portion of thought out of my mind. Literally Kevin makes fun of me All the time But you know It's a John Meagle t-shirt And some Columbia Swim
1: trunks (laughs) (laughs) Well I just You know I don't think It makes you shit If you got the same underwear On you had the day before It don't It don't And I feel like Once I get going And get over that Initial butterfly Kind of like playing football (laughs) I get going And then I settle into my groove And then The dogs are hitting good I'm Oh yeah I'm pretty good. You definitely yeah. get to
0: bump your chest out. But, I mean, realize, though, too, man, I mean, working with Chris for all these years, I mean, he has an absolute load of grand champions, right? So, mm-hmm. he, he is a great mentor in that aspect. And I don't think – he he said something a couple grands ago. It may have been this last grand. I asked him, you know, i mean, what do you think? He's like, you know, it is what it is. They're going to get it or they're not. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm sitting here freaking out. And he's like, man – this is literally my, my 60th grand. He said, it's the same, you know, it's it's marks and blinds. Hopefully, they, I hope they get it. But, you know, if they don't, it's not the end of the world. We're, we're going we're gonna to get them next time. Right. And I'm just like, dude, like I'm sweating bullets over here. <laughs> and he's eating a Snickers, drinking a Coke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyways,
1: I like it, though. I like the grand. I like competing at the high level. It's just... You know, driven. You're a driven individual, and I think you understand why I. Yep. When I say that competing at the high level just brings out the best in you, it does. It does makes you maybe go the extra mile to do the little things right. Man, and,
0: and you know, for for my deals is, is, you know, of course, all most of ours are customer dogs, and and you know, if the, that customer is willing to leave their dog with me all year and prep for these national events. And and trust that that I can get them through it, man. That that's that's it's it's a lot of pressure, but it's also a lot of something to be proud of. Right. You know, I want to make them proud.
1: Right. And my people mean something to me, also, Absolutely. not just the dogs. You know? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. And so really... so
0: touching on that, it's not even not even grand related, but you know, with us. There's there's so many times I heard Scott say this on the last podcast. You know, some dogs are gonna be great, some dogs are gonna be good, some dogs ain't gonna be worth the crap, right? Mm-hmm. The, the problem is is we start working for the owner, and we quit working for the dog, right? Mm-hmm. We call say, hey, look, Cujo here. He don't like birds. He don't like the water. Hey, Cujo's part of the family, buddy. You gotta get it done, okay? No, we well, do it right. So so we do work for the owners you know i mean that's just that's just how we have to do it yeah you know and it's a, it's a very special i mean you can have some very special relationships mm-hmm.
1: but some of my best friends in the world right now started out as dog clients absolutely
0: absolutely
1: and, and there ain't nothing i wouldn't do for them
0: right right so you you know you want the best for yourself but you
1: also want the best for them mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it good stuff well, we got a um, we got a big day ahead of us tomorrow. Yep, we got to finish up. We're running a double master right now at, in Belden, Tyler's place, and we got to finish up one second series of master two. Yep, and then we got the master three to go knock out the third series. New qualifying year. New qualifying year. This is the first weekend on the new year, even though we don't <laughs> necessarily know what's what's going to happen or whatnot? not maybe nothing happens but you know we, we're going to approach it as if it's just like the past qualifying event that's you know? right so um, I'm, have you broke out any new dogs this weekend I did first timers yeah I've
0: got some puppies puppies that I started in you know that maybe got their hunting trigger champion this spring and, and the owners let me keep them through the summer you know and, and so far so good you know hopefully they'll they'll keep rolling with it but that's a good test today. I mean I like we talked about that water blind earlier, but both both master tests have got some some really nice tests going on, so hopefully we'll finish strong.
1: Good tests and good people.
0: Good people, man.
1: Good people. One hundred percent. Well. Brett, thank you for sitting down with me. I've enjoyed it. Chit chatting. As always. Both of our eyes are heavy. They are. I hope
0: I hope somebody got to get what I said out of this gets a little meaning out of it, but that's just my feelings.
1: I'm sure so, somebody's going to gain something. Hope so. And it makes it worth doing it. I hope so. I I take pride in, or I just, I enjoy helping others. I always have, and I hope I always will enjoy being there for people and helping them. So, it's I like why, it. It's kind of why I like doing this deal so much. I like it. If it, somebody gains one, One thing from it, it was worth it. One nugget. One nugget. Tighten that belt up, as Ron says. (laughs) Tighten that belt
0: up. Uh, Thanks for having me, buddy.
1: I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Doghouse Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next one. And guys, don't forget, go check out our new website, thedoghousepod.com. Um, you can submit questions see all of our guys and sponsor our show click 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 boom go buy some stuff from those guys and see us on on the face page over there facebook the dog house podcast with adam and jimmy you can contact us there we're going to try to put out some content and stuff there thanks for listening appreciate y'all